social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Fall is the perfect time to get your lawn the best it can be. Folks, call Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today, 401-392-1025 or online, lawndoctor.com. Lawndoctor.com or call them 401-392-1025. Fall is the perfect time where they will treat your lawn. Top quality lawn care company for Rhode Island. Your best lawn ever guaranteed. And this is the best time to have it treated. Call Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today, 401 401- 392-1025 or online at lawndoctor.com. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. We've made it to Thursday. Normally, it'd be exciting because it's Halloween uh, weekend. But folks, uh, these days with, with COVID, I mean, you just, you never know. But something that that stands out and is going to be uh, big news in you know, you hear so much. President Trump was exactly right. The cure can't be worse than the disease. And yet what we're finding is what's happened to children, the amount of teen depression, drug use, teen suicide. And now we're finding student test performance drops in Rhode Island. Well, I, I can only um, imagine just how bad it's going to be. It has been a challenge. Same thing as a parent. It's been so hard on children and there are people that are just uh, completely oblivious to the fact of the damage that this is having on on young children and we've talked about it and it's also a matter of it's time they can't get back but this is terrible and you're really going to start to see you know a couple of headlines Rhode Island can't find replacements for unvaccinated healthcare workers you know Governor McKee and they continue to we're number one in the nation and I congratulations Rhode Island like all of these false platitudes there were people that are out of work uh there were people that don't know where they're going to go from here there are people that feel let down by the system and and yet what's something that everyone's getting excited about the Afghan refugees are coming to Rhode Island how glorious as if that's like a huge deal here's an, another headline Rhode Island colleges scramble to keep dining staffs dining halls staffed so a a big part of it is the college dining halls because they don't have food service workers so you have long lines uh apparently now people students are upset listen they they can't find the workers to do these types of jobs and so no one seems to care about that so with all these you know i i don't understand how this uh patting on the back and self-congratulations and you could hear it yesterday and they're so proud but it's the problems are long past resolved uh there's there's more uh division in the country people are very upset plus we're going to be coming into the holiday season when people are going to be really frustrated that they can't find the types of gifts that they want uh in in folks something that is very clear to me is that you know this president is just not cut out and maybe you are someone that voted for president biden and you're not alone there's a lot of people in both uh, massachusetts and rhode island that did in fact vote for him but listen he he is just clearly not up to the job and and now the inner fighting within the democrat party is is a big part of of what's going on right now but you know these headlines it's it just seems false you know, even yesterday, and they're so excited, and they're having a press briefing, and Governor McKee's taking bows, and then that uh, Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, who I, I just don't think is is strong, and not strong in that position, but you know, gets up, and and it's the two of them, and he want they want to congratulate each other, and she's congratulating him, and all this other stuff that goes on. I just I don't see the results. Um, instead, you know, this over one billion dollars they want to spend and we want input and wish we spend it it's it's like lottery money there's there doesn't seem to be enough focus you notice folks there's no focus on the taxpayer there's no focus on you everything is about uh you know diversity and equity and everything's about we have to do these wrongs and we have to help the refugees we have to help the haitians we have to help the afghan people 
We have to help the homeless people. We have to help people with drug problems. There's, there's nothing of let's help the families that are trying to, you know, work and, and uh, live a good life and work hard and send their children to school and they want to send them to college. And, and uh, th there's nothing to benefit the regular worker or taxpayer, at least not that I see. Everything all seems to be on, uh, you know, we, it's the least we could do. It's part of the white privilege and uh, those people don't need the money. And, and um, there doesn't seem to be, and I don't hear any regular elected officials saying, why don't we just help the regular people that go along, don't complain, follow the rules, been trying to keep their head above water during this whole thing. Why don't we actually step out and maybe help them? Right? Why don't we actually help the people that pay the taxes that make this whole thing worthwhile? So as far as the student test performance, I mean, I, I'm not surprised at this, but there have been the people that just throw the panic, put panic out there and spread panic around to uh, to people. And, and they don't follow the science and they, they want to just keep everybody on lockdown and in mass as much as they may not even realize it or or deny it so i i don't think we're headed in the the right direction in this situation with the healthcare workers they can't find them as i've said there's never been a full sit down they don't seem to listen to them it seemed to just be a direct order do this because i said so and as a result of that um now of course there's a shortage and guess guess what it's only going to get worse as the next few months go on all right we have a lot ahead folks keep it tuned right here to the john DePietro show it is a challenge trying to run your business today, especially if you spend most of your time trying to find the right workers. Instead, let MEGA professionals find them for you. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Right now, are you spending a good amount of your time trying to find the right workers for your business, your company? Call MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals today, 508-336-7801. If you need Workers, drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, weekend work, local, which is AKA sleep at home drivers. Maybe it is drivers, class A, B, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled labor, office professionals. Even in the healthcare business, you can depend on MEGA, M-E-G-A professionals. Call them today, 508 336 7801. How much time are you spending trying to find the right workers for your business? Let MEGA professionals find them for you. Call them right now. 508 336 7801 for MEGA professionals. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Fall, very soon, the heating season will be here. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier, Infinity System, J.K.L. Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency Infinity heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high efficiency gas boilers. JKL, Carrier Factory Authorized Dealer, licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 55 years. JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved National Grid VPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering today at 
351-7600. They do it right. They do it right the first time. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. JKL 401-351-7600. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, Petro.com. Left-hand side, just click listen live. It's time for our legal segment. Joining me right now, he is our legal analyst. He is uh, one of Rhode Island's top attorneys. It's attorney Tim Dodd. And Tim, if you don't mind, I'd like to start off with um, this horrible story that happened on a movie set They're in New Mexico. I guess the name of the film is or was going to be Rust. But uh, where this thing really took off was apparently actor... Alec Baldwin was the one who was handling some kind of a gun, uh, claimed he didn't know that there was uh, live ammunition inside. I guess they call it either a cold gun or a hot gun. And he proceeds to apparently accidentally but shoot someone on the scene. Now, he is I think he's an executive producer on the film. So it doesn't sound like it's just automatic of, okay, that was an accident. Um You know, there's a lot of speculation that there could be some form of a charge here. Yes, John, it's a really dreadful story. I mean, it's just everything that could go wrong went wrong at this particular um, film set. As you said, the the movie was to be called Rust. I think they should have called it Rush, just changed the letter, because it seems like they were on a low budget, a tight schedule, working very long hours under very stressful conditions. Um, There's several, from a liability standpoint, um, there's several people and entities that could could be uh, determined to be criminally liable. Um, Number one, there's a person apparently on a film set called the Armorer, Yep. And it's the person who's supposed to handle all of the weapons that might be used. The armorer who was um, put onto this uh, movie set was a young lady aged, I think, 24, who had only done one other film, which didn't have a lot of weapons in it. This film, Rust, was a Western set, you mm. know, out west with lots of guns and lots of shooting and shootouts, etc. So she arguably didn't have the requisite experience yeah. to be on the, the, the person handling weapons on this set. So was it negligent for the producers to hire this person in the first place? Anecdotally, John, apparently several other um, potential armorers um, heard the job specs, heard the pay, heard what they were doing, And a few of them said, no, forget it. We don't want to come out and do this job. It sounds too dangerous. So the armor could be in the mix. Apparently, a day or two before this um, unfortunate shooting of the cinematographer, Alec Alec Baldwin's body double accidentally discharged a weapon while they were rehearsing or something. Mm. And people on the film crew told the um, assistant director and the director of production, hey, this something's going wrong here. The, yeah. the body doubles out there firing a couple of live rounds. Now, the assistant director and the, uh, direct, the director of production apparently were both directly informed that there was something going wrong with guns misfiring at the wrong time. So now they're on notice. If, if this Alec Baldwin shooting came out of left field with no prior notice, it would be arguably a different case. Right. But you've got previous incidents on this set where guns were misfiring. So what was the armorer doing? Why on earth would there ever be a real weapon capable of firing real bullets mm. on a movie set uh, to, to give the, the production crew its due. Um, the guns that were, they were using here were antique guns because they had to be period weapons that would have been used in the 1800s. Yep. Uh, why would there have ever been live rounds in this thing? Yeah. It's beyond explanation. 
But another thing that points to the chaos on this movie set is most, if not all, of the union workers, the crews who work movies day in, day out, week in, week out. They're experienced people who are in the business. They all walked off the set because they thought that there was too many unsafe things going on at the same time. Wow. Uh, To save costs, apparently... The crew was promised that they would be put up in hotels in Santa Fe, which is right next to this movie set. But to save money, they were forced to stay at some cheapo hotels in Albuquerque an hour away. So after like a 12 to 15 hour day, they'd have to drive to and from their hotels. So the working conditions were miserable. They were racing to get through this. It was a 21 day shoot. They had a real cheapo budget which, you know, you get what you pay for. They had inexperienced non-union people working on this movie set. Um, Again, a young armorer, people who were definitely on notice. So who could be charged criminally? The armorer, for sure. Yep. The um, assistant director and the director of production, for sure. Maybe the director, because the director is ultimately responsible for his or her movie set. And the producers, Alec Baldwin was a producer. I don't think executive producer. He was a producer. It's a distinction, but there is a bit of a difference. Typically, the producers are putting in their money, and they're actively involved in the day-to-day production. So he was wearing two hats out there on that set. Now, did he know the armorer was brand new? And if he didn't know, should he have known? And if he didn't know that a gun had misfired the day before. If he didn't know, should he have known? Right. He he can't claim, you know, willful blindness or ignorance of what's going on on a movie set, on a film he's producing. But would he get charged criminally? Not for the act of firing the weapon, because I'm sure he didn't know it was loaded, or I would presume so. But he could, it's a stretch, he could be charged criminally based upon the totality of the circumstances to be charged. There's John, there's negligence. As we know, there's gross negligence and there's criminal negligence. And for any uh, prosecutor to prove criminal negligence, it's a very high standard. And I'm not sure that criminal negligence standard would meet uh, Alec Baldwin would meet that uh, standard. Is there gross negligence? Absolutely. Will the estate of this uh, cinematographer who passed away as a result of the gunshot wound, will her estate um, recoup a lot of money for her wrongful death? They're gonna, she's going to reap a lot of money. Uh, not that it does her any good, and really, what, what good is it to her family? They've lost her. But um, there's gross negligence here. There will be huge civil damages uh, there could be punitive damages if you get up to the criminal negligence standard. Um, and I would expect some prosecutions here. Folks, again, I was speaking with attorney Tim Dodd. And Tim, you know, for Alec Baldwin, um, and we don't know as as of yet, but, but did you say, hey, you know, it was an accident. I didn't know, blah, blah, blah. It, it just seems, as you say, there were certainly a lot of red flags and they were far too casual with this. And there's been a loss of life. This is not someone wounded. So I would imagine, Tim, that this would completely also open them up to all kinds of civil uh, uh, litigation. Oh, absolutely. You know, there's going to be certainly the the production um, company and all the people who are investing in this film. This thing would be insured for all kinds of liability purposes. But there could also be punitive damages here. Was the conduct here willful, wanton, and reckless? Yep. And you could really hit that standard, John. Mm. When, when the assistant director gave Alec Baldwin this weapon and said, cold gun, yeah. which is supposedly mean um, a gun that's not loaded, how many seconds does it take to flip open the, uh, the, the chamber to see if there's yeah. any bullets in it. Mm. A couple of seconds. Yeah. Um, 
it's that kind of cavalier slapdash, let's get it done, quick, 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 chop, 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 cutting mm. corners, which, again, could rise to the level of willful wanton reckless negligence, which yep. could be seen as tantamount to criminal conduct, if not actual criminal conduct. So I think you're going to find prosecutions here. Um, and I think there's going to be a boatload of money ultimately paid out. Yeah. Folks, quick break, a lot more. Attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, MEGA 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Whether it's commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, also Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery. Listen, you're trying to run your business. You need MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. Trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508 508- 336-2110. You need it fixed. You need, need it fixed in a hurry and you need it fixed right. Call MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair today. Remember, free estimates, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, and if it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. We're speaking with our legal analyst. He is uh, attorney Tim Dot. Tim, uh, this has been quite the long road since we first started hearing about Gordy Ernst, famed Rhode Island athlete, both uh, hockey and tennis, specifically tennis. But uh, it was March of 19 when the Varsity Blues investigation kind of blew open. And now here it is, October of 21, more than two years later. And um, it sounds like he is, in fact, finally going to be going to a, a federal facility, at least pleading guilty. It also sounds, Tim, there's maybe been some negotiations, things dropped, some things allowed, other things not allowed. But, uh, but boy, this certainly sounds to be the one of the, if not the most harshest penalty anyone wrapped up with this whole Rick Singer Varsity Blues saga that, that he's going to be receiving that. Yes, and as we've been talking about it, especially when this case first started to percolate a couple of years ago, you know, many times if you think the government has the goods on you, it's better to come in early, take a plea deal, cooperate if appropriate, and get the lightest um, possible sanction or penalty, which happened with... Um, the first two actresses who came in and pled really early. Yep. Um, some questioned if they had done it too early, were they getting good legal advice? I think they got good legal advice. And as we've said, if you're not the first ones to come in from the cold and fess up and negotiate and cooperate, if you're one of the last people standing, typically yeah. those are the folks who are going to get whacked with the stiffer criminal penalties if they go to trial or if they wait too long to, to cut their deal. Gordy Ernst pled guilty, John, to um, a, one count of conspiracy to commit federal programs bribery, three counts of federal programs bri bribery, and one count of filing false tax returns. Um, the government dismissed seven other counts against him, so he dodged a bit of potential uh, time in jail by that. He could have been facing, by guideline standards, up to 10 years in prison, but the, the deal that he negotiated, his potential criminal, uh, excuse me, his potential prison time to serve is capped at four years. So he could get from zero up to four years to serve in prison. He's also got to forfeit um, $276,000 in money and assets that he's got right now, which is the money that he made from all of these kickbacks. And he owes another $3.4 um, in fines and restitution 
So, you know, he's never going to be able to pay that back, presumably in his lifetime. So he's going to go to prison for between zero to four years. I'm sure it'll be closer to the four. He's got north of $3.4 million that he's got to pay. Um, He'll never get hired by another college, I would expect. So, um, you know, by waiting this long, I mean, he could have potentially come in earlier and uh, cooperated um, against others that he was involved with. I mean, Rick Singer, clearly the mastermind of this, came in really early, got caught, ratted everybody out. So in addition to uh, looking ahead to see what kind of prison time Gordy Ernst gets, it will be very interesting to see what ultimately is the uh, penalty that Rick Singer faces. He's going to get a lot of credit for his cooperation, but will he do prison time? And it seems to me he should. Now, the two guys that went to trial in Boston about three or four weeks ago, yep. uh, they went to trial together. They were found guilty. They have not yet been sentenced, I believe, but they're going to look at, I would say, between one and three years in jail. And and John, why those two, I'm sure their attorneys attempted to do so, but why they were tried together, it seems to me they should have moved, and I'm sure they did move to sever their trials. Because when you get two guys sitting there and the jury's hearing about the sins of each of these two guys, um, you know, the jury's going to say, oh, they're all doing it. All, all these, all these, you know, wealthy people are, are paying off bribes to get their kids into school. You know, the sins of one rub off on the other and vice versa. Now, if they did move to sever and it w- the motion was denied by the judge, that could be a, a very potent issue on appeal. Uh, but so the people left to be sentenced are those two gentlemen from that trial, uh, Gordy and uh, Rick Singer. And I think that those are the largest remaining fish in this particular pond of really unfortunate conduct. When you think of what this scheme was and how they didn't think oh. they could get caught having kids that had never played tennis in their life getting into Georgetown on a, on a, on a uh, tennis scholarship is... Um, the brazenness is impressive, but the stupidity is equally impressive. Tim Dodd, the situation with uh, Gordy Ernst. So, you know, this really kind of broke into the open uh, March of 2019. Here it is, as I said, October 21. Uh, he hasn't even gone off yet. We, we don't know what they were offering, but it, it, I mean, and again, not knowing, maybe, maybe they said you're doing 10 years, but Short of that, it, it just seems as if this would have been better, as you say, you know, kind of come in from the cold. I know that an FBI agent used to tell certain defendants, listen, the train's leaving the station. You can either be under it or on it. Uh, but it, it, it just seems as, you know, he hasn't even gone away yet. And now he's got to deal with that. So this whole time, again, you know, not trying to do hindsight, but seems to be another example that it might have been a better play to come forward. He probably would have been out of prison by now. Yeah. Had he gone in and taken his, his medicine early right. on. Plus I mean, the COVID factor. To, yeah. Well, yes. And he might've got out on a, on a COVID um, um, hardship issue, but his attorneys, apparently we don't know all the facts did some good for him. They got seven yeah. counts knocked out and mm. they got a potential exposure of 10 years in prison whittled down to a maximum of four years in prison. So it seems like his legal team did some good for him. But as you say, John, you wonder what the offer was earlier in this whole equation. My recollection is when he was very obstinate that he was not going to um, take a deal, he wasn't going to take a plea, um, the government went back and amended the charges to add more counts against right. him, to add more pressure upon him. So yeah. to, to your point, um, not coming in from the cold early and gutting it out and waiting to be one of the last to um, plead guilty might have cost him potentially more in prison. Of course, not knowing what his um, 
offer was before he went to trial. It always makes me think of the Dan Doyle case. Yes. He was offered the deal of a lifetime. Oh. He said no. He went yeah. to trial and he got slammed. Yeah. And he's, I think he's still in jail he's as still we in speak. Jail. Yes. Folks, uh, another quick break. A lot more attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident, someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen, whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender bender, even a nearly totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best, and if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401 401- 272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired, 401-272-3340. We're speaking with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, I just wanted to get your thought on, I see that in Massachusetts there, extending this mask Massachusetts extends mask mandate in schools through uh, January 15th of uh, this year. I, I just wonder, um, we certainly know in Rhode Island, it, uh, it seemed that this lawsuit that the parents could have been, you know, gaining some ground or at least making a very strong argument uh, on the science of it. And I have, I've not heard of any Massachusetts parents that are challenging this, but you just wonder if there's a decision locally, if that could impact something, that's happening right over the border. Well, you wonder why, if it's not happening in Massachusetts, why it hasn't happened in Massachusetts. As we were discussing last week, the case in Rhode Island, we're we're not yet to the point where the judge is going to render a decision. The parties have until I believe it's November 3rd to submit memoranda of law. And then on the 3rd, I believe there's going to be oral argument the judge will probably take it all under advisement and who knows the judge could rule from the bench right then and there or take one week, two weeks, one month, two months, whatever it takes to render a decision. Um, I think if the judge rules in favor of the parents that the mask mandate is not supported by the science, it'll spread like wildfire around the country. Yep. Um, because my understanding, <clears throat> excuse me, is, you know, that what was elicited at this hearing in Providence Superior Court didn't show this um, purported following the science in a very good light. It seems like the following the science principle is a very weak one at the outset. One other interesting thing, um, the trial, the, it wasn't a trial, it was a preliminary injunction hearing. Um, the parents and their lawyer were getting really no national help from any source. They were doing this all on their own, putting this case together. You know, many times when there's um, academic freedom cases and things of that nature, there's national groups like FIRE who will provide money, provide research, provide lawyers um, if it's a topic that they're interested in. There's apparently no national organized um, association that's helping out with either money or legal support or legal research or providing experts or anything on this topic. Hmm. So if these parents in Rhode Island prevail, it's, it will be quite a stunning win if they prevail. And even if they don't prevail, I think that they will have um, proved a significant point. The only question is how much media play it will get win, lose or draw. Uh, Tim Dodd, boy, Facebook has had a rough couple of months. And now, you know, you have these Facebook paper stories. Now, again, they're not going to go quietly, but it certainly sounds as though the government 
are uh, really drumming up support and kind of laying out plans to go after them, that it's a monopoly antitrust. Now, again, Facebook, they have tremendous resources. They're not going to go quietly on this. But it certainly sounds, Tim Dodd, that they're, the government's kind of lining up this, this argument against them, that they want to break them up. Yes, and, and a lot of um, traction has been gained with the whistleblower who has been literally flying around the world um, yep. testifying and providing evidence about what goes on behind the scenes at Facebook. The, as, as we know in the news media, um, many times the biggest sin of the media is not what they report, but what they don't report, the crime of omission to this not report on stories of significance. Yep. Facebook takes things a little bit differently, but Facebook picks winners and losers, and they cherry pick when they want to say, oh, oh no, that's hate speech. You can't say that. Um, but others say, more horrific things and it's not flagged as hate speech hmm. uh, when facebook becomes the arbiter of what is misinformation and what is hate speech and they pick winners and losers and it's a subjective standard um, that's something it seems to me the the government has to step in and either break them up or take away some of the immunities from prosecution that all these social media platforms have. You'll recall that President Trump was always banging the drum to take away some of the um, immunity from um, lawsuits that um, Twitter and Facebook and others have because the opportunity for abusing their power is so great. Just a small example, you'll recall, and your listeners will recall, Facebook had these truth monitors all during the 2020 election, presidential election cycle. Right. And all the monitoring was to largely say what the President Trump and his supporters were saying was misinformation and it was hate speech um, to the point that the president was, he, his Facebook account was suspended right. after the election. Uh, President Biden wins, and the truth the truth detector team at Facebook was disbanded. So, what? There's no more false mm. information out there, or was right. it mission accomplished? I mean, th- there'll be more digging into that. But when you know parents complaining about what their kids are being taught is looked at to be domestic terrorism and potentially hate speech. Yet Al-Qaeda has a platform on Facebook with no problem, and they do nothing but, you know, spew hate speech, Um, and they are not um, suspended, nothing is taken down, nothing is flagged. It seems like something is wrong, for sure, with the way the system operates and what Facebook has been getting away with. You're right, they're not going to go quietly, but um, it seems to me that the more that comes out about how they abuse their very, very significant power that they've got to be reined in, John. They've got to be reined in because until they are and they see what they can get away with, you don't think they're going to try to get away with less. They're going to try to get away with more. That's right. Folks, so speaking with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd, Tim, the NFL was investigating the uh, Washington football team, formerly known as the Redskins. And, As they were going through to try to look at their workplace practices, some things that popped out were some private emails between former coach, uh, former broadcaster John Gruden, and uh, suddenly the New York Times got a hold of them. I think actually even the Wall Street Journal started with it. But they become public, and he's joking around and sending these different things, and, and Gruden immediately resigned. But no one else has been nabbed or named in, in this whole thing. It was just some of these Gruden emails and some of the things that uh, he was saying. And um, now there's speculation to talk that Gruden could possibly uh, sue the NFL. Uh, what, what, what's your legal thoughts on this, Tim Dodd? I don't, it depends on his employment contract in yeah. part. I mean, we don't know the specifics of his employment contract. His theory of recovery would be that the NFL 
intentionally interfered with his contractual relationship with the Raiders. I mean, apparently these communications which were investigated um, and the investigation starts with the Washington football team. Yep. Um, nothing to do with the Raiders. No. And at the time of this investigation and the time um, this guy Gruden said these scurrilous things, he was not in the employ of the Raiders. Mm. So th- the investigation was supposed to be confidential. Now, one question which needs to be delved into is who leaked this information about Gruden to the New York times. Yeah. Someone within the NFL, was it done um, completely anonymously? Was it done with the sanction of the NFL? What was their specific motive? Cause they wanted to get rid of this guy Gruden before it became more of a spectacle that he was, you know, using racist language and saying, very definitely inappropriate things, racially insensitive, racially insulting, really terrible things to be saying. But someone from outside the NFL drops this information in front of the Raiders. And I think before they could fire him, this guy resigned, or maybe he resigned by way of a written agreement um, with the Raiders, but he wouldn't be a very sympathetic plaintiff. Yeah. Um, And I'm not sure because of the relationship between the NFL as, you know, the overseers of the league who has a vested interest in, you know, their franchise um, cities and their franchise teams, not engaging in whatever you want, inappropriate conduct statements, you know, sexist, racist, criminal conduct, whatever the case might be. They may have, under their rules, I just don't know, um, a vested interest in alerting team owners and team franchises if their um, players or their coaches or anyone in the organization is engaged in this type of you know, completely improper um, and unacceptable language. Mm. Could he sue? Anyone can sue anyone for anything, but um, unless his contract has some strong language, I don't think he's going to get too far. Tim Dodd, one of the stories that I had sent you and wanted to just mention is this woman that they said was arrested. She had meth. She had heroin. The only reason I mention that is as Rhode Island's about to go forward with these injection sites, which is basically you have heroin, fentanyl, meth. You you bring it in. They check it out. They say they're going to do it to try to prevent overdoses. Uh, They're going to provide counseling. They want to know who these users are. But I I just don't see how going forward, you're not going to be arrested if you go into the injection site. So I just don't know how how are they going to arrest people right now if you have heroin on you or meth, if you have people then walking into these injection sites and they have it and they've been being told that there won't be any type of police activity. They're going to be police-free zones. So – if if they go to arrest me and I have heroin or fentanyl on me, don't I just say, well, I, I was heading over to the injection center, uh, you know, until you pulled me over. I, I, I just don't understand how they're going to be able to arrest people for having these illicit drugs. Well, if, if you were walking down the street and for whatever reason you did something suspicious, the cops stop you, they frisk you and they find a, a small uh, bag baggy containing um, heroin in it and you say i've got to get to my uh injection appointment yeah um you know would you be charged under this ridiculous framework that's being set up in rhode island maybe not i mean the woman who was arrested coming in from massachusetts right she had i think a pound and a half of oh an ounce and a half excuse me an ounce and a half of cocaine and a significant amount of heroin so the volume of drugs that she had um indicates um, that she possessed it with the intent to sell so when you've got that volume so you Mm. get its possession with intent to deliver um, that's a much more significant crime and she can't say you know i was on my way to uh you know the injection center to have my appointment to have it injected in me or to so 
if she, if she brings in that volume of heroin and it's ultimately you know sent out into the field for the dealers and the pushers and they're selling it if they get caught you know certainly they would be prosecuted as well mm. but it's kind of this ridiculous cat and mouse game that you yeah. know they'll they'll arrest her they'll arrest the the people the pushers and the dealers but people who ultimately purchase this stuff and now say, let me go into this safe facility so I can be injected carefully so I don't OD and they'll give me mm. a clean bed and they'll give Good me God. meals and they'll take care huh. of me medically uh, so I can enjoy my um, experience being high on heroin. Huh. Um, so from a societal standpoint, I think it's a dreadful idea. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a stupid idea. Yeah. But um, there's going to be a difference between the users with small amounts on them Sure. versus people muling in a carload of drugs yeah. with the intent to distribute. It's, it's really a different um, and much more serious crime that this woman's accused of. She wouldn't have any defense to say she was going to or looking to help out some of the, uh, the junkies yeah. who were yeah. junkies going to this center. Tim Dodd, our final story. I love stories like this, though. Pop-Tarts announces they have these strawberry Pop-Tarts, and then from time to time people challenge and say well i don't think there's any strawberries in here and it would appear in this particular situation as much as they're presenting this that this is strawberry pop tarts it it seems as though there there really aren't a lot of strawberries in there no apparently it's mostly pears with a little bit of strawberries thrown in um is it false advertising yes um Mm. But what's the damage? Right. You know, what is the damage that any consumer has um, suffered? If you enjoy a Pop-Tart and you think it tastes like strawberry and um, it's got the strawberry icing and uh, whatever, I've only eaten a couple of Pop-Tarts in my life. I don't really like them. But I don't know what your particular damage is. Now, again, you can have a class action suit. And you can claim that it's deceptive advertising. Um, Financially, is it a big winner? I I don't foresee this being a a very big winner for the litigants. But um, the attorneys certainly get press out of it. And um, they'll get legal fees if there's any type of settlement. But as far as the actual plaintiffs, the complaining people who say, I've been deceived. I've been eating my strawberry pop tart, and it doesn't have many strawberries in it. Where's the damage? Yeah. You know, funny, where, where's the where's the harm? Where's the injury? I don't see that it's going to be all that valuable for any individual plaintiff who wants to join a class action or something of that nature. Folks, he is our legal analyst attorney, Tim Dodd. Tim, great job as always. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you again. Thanks, John. Take care. Mega Logistics, M E G A. Call them today, 401-431-2300, 401-431-2300, MEGA Logistics. Everything you need to run your business efficiently, whether you have freight, freight, goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight, supply chain management, routing, or maybe it's bill auditing customer developing a proven track record with fortune 500 companies you can depend on mega logistics call them today 401-431-2300 you have enough enough challenges trying to run your business let mega logistics help you do that call them today 401-431-2300 serving rhode island and massachusetts again if you have freight Freight, goods, warehousing, transportation, third-party brokerage. You can depend on MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300 for MEGA Logistics. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Check out the website, dipietro.com. We have original, unique exclusive stories videos content all our links to social media facebook twitter instagram youtube it's all right there and that's also the best way to reach me log on at the website d-e-p-e-t-r-o.com 
Well, health continues to be an important part of our daily lives. That's why you need to stop in and see the queen of health. It's Maria. It's my health because it's your health. But it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Look for her on Facebook. You can also call her at 401-305-3585. You know where she is, right in that very majestic old white church diagonally across from Davidport Restaurant. It's my health. And inside, pop in. You'll see vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like acai, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Wait till you see the selection. Over 250 bulk herbs, teas, spices purchased by the ounce plus boxed herbs and teas plus hemp and CBD products. Stop in natural skincare products, hair care products. It's my health, because it's your health. Stop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you can receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional, and she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway. How do you know it's Brothers Disposal? Because it's a purple dumpster. Look for them on Facebook and give them a call for an estimate. 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven. Get a dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're cleaning out your basement, your garage, unwanted belongings. Maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out. Clean it out with Brothers Disposal. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brother Roland today at Brothers Disposal, 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven. Whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings, call Brothers Disposal today. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Look for them on Facebook, Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway, 401-688-0517. J. Perry Paving. Always provides high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. Over 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, patios, general masonry projects. Give them a call today. Free estimate 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. A licensed and insured contracting company. Hey, they'll meet their clients' needs no matter how big or how small, whether it's a brand new paving project or maybe just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed. Reach out to J. Perry Paving. Get a free quote. And remember, no one's better for veterans, two veterans, than J. Perry Paving. If you are a veteran or related to one, have them give them a call. They may do their driveway for them. 401-732-1730. Find them on Facebook, and then the website is letter J, jperrypaving.com.